Hi, this is Eric Owens, co-founder and CEO of AppBusinessBrokers.com, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. Uh, I like to bring you some of the most inspiring people in startups, uh, really anyone who is uh, is going to help us uh, with our endeavors as app entrepreneurs or as app startups, and uh, that they can come from any walk of life. Now, my next guest, I actually uh, was introduced to him through um, a previous guest, uh, Leon Powers. You may want to go and listen to that episode. He's created something called Hashtag Startups, and I, I joined that group. It's a wonderful community. And I noticed that uh, the curated lists were coming from this service called curated.co. And I managed to get an interview with the founder of curated.co. I really do highly recommend you go and check it out first. Uh, curated.co, very easy to remember. And the founder is Dave uh, Voa. He is here to talk ab- uh, about curation and his service and how he can help us uh, you know, make it easier to find stuff on the web. So, Dave, it's a warm welcome to you on the App Guy podcast. Thank you very much for having me on. I have to say that it's very. I've used the service. It's incredibly easy to use. Perhaps for the benefit of the audience, you can explain what Curated.co is and what it does for us. Sure. Um, maybe I'll actually start with just um, a little bit of, of, of history of, of how it came to be, and that's that leads into um, what, what it is and what it does. So, about three and a half years ago, I started uh, a weekly uh, newsletter for iOS developers um, that would kind of round up the week's news and interesting links and bits of code and tools and things like that that people would find uh, useful uh, as they were developing apps, uh, because that's been my kind of background. Um, And so I started that up, and uh, it was very much more popular than I, I thought it would be actually. I was I was kind of a fan of the, the format of getting a kind of digest every week of, of what I needed to know um, and it seems that other people also enjoyed that and so uh, like I said for about three and a half years um, it's been uh, every Friday um, a, a, a list of links going out um, and it's called iOS Dev Weekly. So originally I was doing that through uh, MailChimp um, and I built myself a few little tools to kind of help me along the way uh, putting that together but the workflow of kind of collecting the links uh, writing about them and then publishing them was getting quite onerous in terms of uh, it was taking me a lot of time every week not only to write the content but to put it together into a format that I knew people enjoyed uh, reading and so originally curated started as a um, a tool to uh, help me and we built it just purely for me um, and I used it for a little while um, and then we figured that um, it would be useful for other people and uh, so we turned it into a product from that point. So the product effectively manages that workflow of collecting potentially interesting links that you may or may not link to and then allowing you to pick and choose and write about those links and then send it out uh, both as an email and also it publishes a website and uh, kind of searchable archives, that kind of thing. So that's what Curated is. So we have to go back. First of all, congratulations on having a very popular uh, iOS developer weekly. Uh, Why do you think that became so popular? Did you have any specific uh, strategy or was it all just like put the content out there and people were organically finding it? 
It was entirely organic growth. Um, so it's grown now to um, about 33,000 uh, subscribers. Um, but actually, even before I published that first issue, um, uh, 600 people signed up, um, which was a good indication that uh, it was something people kind of wanted. Um, I think the reason this format is so successful is in iOS development, but actually in every industry, um, there's so much content being published, and a lot of that content is extremely high quality, that there isn't time to kind of go through it all. And so if you can be the person who kind of picks and chooses what's, I mean, the way I do it is I, I pick and choose what's interesting to me, and that tends to um, uh, resonate quite well with, with uh, the audience. Um, but if, if you're doing a little bit of curation there, if you're filtering out the best of the week, then it saves people time. Um, it's something they can kind of catch up with on a Friday afternoon or on a weekend or something like that. And, uh, uh, yeah, I think that's why the format is, is successful. Yeah, I actually, it's one of the reasons why I started this podcast as well, because when you come in to, uh, you know, learn about app development and trying to, you know, become an app entrepreneur, it, it's just so overwhelming. There's just so much content. And, and I remember listening to a podcast, actually, where the founder of Airbnb talked about that there's going to be this huge move towards more curated stuff in our lives. And apps are actually helping with that. And you're an example of that. So uh, I just think that, do you think that anyone listening to this, that they should think about uh, trying to become an authority in a space and, and, and trying to curate certain things that would help an audience? Would that be a good kind of avenue to, to go down? Well, that's definitely a, 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 another benefit of doing this kind of thing is that as the curator of that content, you you, you gain a, a certain amount of reputation and um, um, it, it helps. If, if you're doing a good job at the curation, it really helps kind of promote your position in, in that community. And that's certainly happened uh, for me. Um, it's been a, a kind of wonderful way to... to be part of that community and uh, distribute some uh, some knowledge to, to people. So, so Dave, let's talk about, because I, I think a lot of people listening to this could really resonate with your story, and you've been you know, extremely successful in building up a, a, a huge audience, which is one of my big themes over 270-odd episodes. And I wondered, uh, like, how, how um, you've actually been able to monetize, you know, the the things that you do obviously you've scratched your own itch and you've built something called curated.co but but prior to that were you able to monetize the the newsletter for example or absolutely right um so i resisted uh sponsorship for uh, a long time and uh i was getting companies approaching me saying do you accept accept sponsorship and a few advertising companies also got in touch and, and asked if uh, if i took sponsorship and I said no for um, quite a long time until uh, I think it was about 10,000 subscribers uh, was at when, when I finally said yes. Um, and uh, I was a little nervous of the reaction when I first started it because obviously, in fact, right at the very beginning, it was in no way started to make money. Um, but as time went on and the, the kind of sponsorship inquiries came in, I figured it's, uh, it's something that, that could help to kind of keep it going. And I was a little nervous about the, the reaction, but um, if anything, it was the opposite. Um, people were emailing me saying, I'm really glad you've started taking sponsorship because now we know this is going to continue. You know, this is, um, people were aware that it was definitely taking 
my time and uh, the fact that I was taking sponsorship for it meant that it was going to be around for a lot longer. So the reaction was really positive. And sponsorship is now um, quite a significant stream of revenue into the into the business. Yeah. Well, that's really thanks for sharing that because again, it's like one of the big challenges is you know you you a lot of uh, the appster tribe listening to this get into app development because they read a story about hey look how much the the guy from WhatsApp you know has made and uh, and I'm going to build an app and I'm going to spend twenty thirty thousand dollars on building it and I'm going to make a lot of money uh, and then they they get themselves into debt they're misled and they're trying to sell this app for ninety nine p or whatever it may be around the world and they're just not making ends meet and uh, i wanted to create a podcast that is genuine that goes and unravels the onion uh, and tries to get through to what what is really happening uh, and would you say like it is you know in your experience it is quite hard to make it as an indie app developer now just purely living off the source of, of revenue which is the app store absolutely i mean it's always been difficult actually um uh, it, even from the very beginning, those those success stories were few and far between compared to the number of apps that were being developed, um, and uh, that's even more the case uh, these days. You know, it's it's extremely difficult, um, especially if you don't have any kind of um, audience ready to kind of give your app uh, a bit of a kickstart. And um, uh, for, for for us, we actually went into. Um, iOS developer training, um, uh, and that was that was a good way that we started to kind of get some alternative revenue streams um, apart from just uh, the apps. Um, uh, and of course, then the the newsletter kind of came out of that. You know, if we're going to be training, we should be seen as an authority in this. And so, the newsletter was was started to help with that. And so, it's all and now that that's now another revenue stream. So it's it's all about kind of keeping the revenue streams coming in regardless of, of uh, kind of fluctuations in the app store. So, so Dave, let's switch gears just slightly because I know that you've, you sound like you've got a very inspirational story and I think we could learn a lot from you. Like, for example, what were you doing beforehand, uh, before you started all this? Uh, and uh, what's it like to transition and, 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 in a way, do your own thing and, and would you recommend it? Uh, yeah, absolutely recommend it. Um, it's, uh, it's always always fun kind of working for uh, yourself and well in fact we've got a, a small company here now but to, to get to choose kind of where which direction you go um, so my background um, uh, a long time ago I was a, a kind of .NET developer and I um, uh, was working for a company um, uh, writing HR software and uh, decided to kind of do my own thing uh, it was before the iPhone actually um, so we started doing some uh, some web work and we did some Mac apps as well um, and then the iPhone came out and uh, I kind of spotted that that was something that I was personally interested in and also a potential uh, opportunity and so we kind of dived into that um, uh, feet first really um, uh, but so we, we've did, done several apps, we've had some successes, we've had some failures, um, but then the business kind of changed when we started to do some uh, training, um, and te- I, I've always enjoyed teaching, um, and the teaching uh, aspect of it uh, definitely kind of moved the business forward and allowed us to expand a little bit. Um, and kind of go from there, really. Yeah, so that uh, I'd love to, if you can, try and think back to that point in your life where you were making that big change because so many uh, are listening to this right now who are struggling with that that kind of risk. And do you, do you remember, 
like what it felt like and how you overcame the the perception of the risk that you were taking by leaving your job and, and starting out on your own? Yes, uh, definitely some kind of nervous times there. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I, so in my previous job, I was um, I, I was getting kind of sick of of the. Uh, the technical arena I was in. I wasn't particularly excited by it anymore and um, I definitely felt the need for uh, a change Um, and in my kind of spare time and and, uh, evenings and weekends I'd been uh, working on, uh, I'd bought myself a Mac and I'd I'd been working on a a Mac writing some some web software in in Ruby on Rails uh, which was kind of new at the time Um, and I just realized I needed to kind of make that change. Of course, when you do make that change, you have to make sure you're in the kind of financial situation where you can because certainly, um, you know, coming out of a, a well-paid job into into doing it for yourself is is, is a little risky on the financial side. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, we, we kind of managed it. And, and I had a, a, well, still have a, a business partner um, and that was, that's important because you need, you need someone to, kind of talk to about this stuff and it's it's I think it would have been pretty lonely doing it on completely on my own yeah I think that's one of the big regrets I've had actually Dave is not really finding someone to have a a solid business arrangement with and also I remember when I first left I I set up an office uh, because I left my job around about sounds like the same time you did and I, I felt the need to have an office and do you uh, work f- from a, an office or do you have your own space at home or what, how, what's the working arrangements that you have there? Yeah, so uh, we, we have an office now. There's, there's five of us now. So um, uh, that's uh, an office that we have uh, fairly close to where I live. Um, when I started, I did about six months from home, um, but I found it that I found it quite um, difficult to detach from, from work in that environment. And so fairly quickly, we got a cheap uh, office, uh, just a, a room in a shared office, you know, and and that just gives a little bit of a break between home and, and work, and I find that really uh, valuable. Yeah, it's definitely something uh, because I do feel like that the the attraction is to work at home, but uh, I, I think one of the downsides is I have to confess that you become a workaholic and. Uh, and uh, you know, I sometimes uh, come to bed, and my, all my podcast stuff is all set up in the bedroom, <laughs> and then I've got an outside office, and uh, I try to detach myself that way. But it, it can be quite challenging, can't it, to to actually switch off? It can, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and to be fair, it's still actually quite challenging. But at least you have got that break of of uh, the two environments. Yeah, but it sounds like you would recommend it because that again if you had to try and sum up what's it like to be a, an entrepreneur work you know working for your, your yourself your own business uh, you know what's the the biggest kind of takeaway that you could uh, promote to people i think it's the the, the the way i've always run this is um follow kind of what's working for you um and so uh Kind of goes back to what I was what, what, what I was saying when when we started iOS Dev Weekly that was really working and so I was putting um, more effort into that because um, I, I was seeing growth and while it wasn't initially making any money um, uh, I could see uh, the potential and then when that grew even bigger I saw the potential for making that into a, a, an actual service and that um, you know that's working right now and so it's. If I'd have stuck very rigidly to the original plan, um, who knows if the business would even be here anymore? Uh, 
Yeah, so just I'm trying to summarize then to help the audience. You're, you're saying follow the, the trends in your own business. And I'm guessing that's like basically the reaction, the, the, tra- the traffic, the, the visitors, the stats, and then try and figure out what, what people are really enjoying. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. are there any particular um, measurements that you used to track? Um, well, like time on, on the website or time reading the email or the amount of clicks, that, that kind of stuff? Yeah, we definitely track um, uh, kind of how people are clicking and, and uh, whether people are reading the uh, email, and that's that's really important uh, data for me. And um, we, we also track kind of which links are being clicked in, in each issue. So um, I can see that a particular link was very popular, and so, I mean, it doesn't directly influence what I curate in future weeks but it's definitely at the back of my mind like people find um you know these design articles really really compelling and so i should make sure i always put some design stuff in there you know so dave we're gonna uh, there's two things we have to do before we say goodbye to you and, and one is that i uh, tend to try and flesh out an idea and i'm kind of thinking you've got curated.co it helps people curate uh, stuff around the web and maybe we could try and figure out for the audience, what sort of is working, what, what they could curate. Uh, have you seen like from the, the, the articles, from the things that you're posting about a particular industry or a particular theme that, that we could actually niche down and, and try and curate? You know, have you got kind of any guidance on, on anything that we could start to curate using your service? What's going to be the ne- next big thing is. Yeah, that, that's basically <laughs> it. Yeah. Come on, tell us. What I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Um, I think the, the the beauty of curation is that it, it, it actually doesn't like it's relevant to all industries, all um, uh, interests. Um, I mean, we've we've already seen um, popular um, publications on a wide range of of topics. Uh, there's one that I, I I didn't think I would particularly enjoy, but I end up reading it every week now. It's on kind of aviation uh, news. It's interesting stories from from around the world of of, uh, of uh, aviation. And like I said, I, I didn't even really expect to enjoy that, but it's it's a fantastic thing when it comes in because I get to broaden my mind a little bit and read some interesting stories in a slightly different um, subject area. So as for what the next big thing is, I'm not sure, but th- th- there are lots of them. You know, it's, th- th- there's a um, a huge uh, number of topics that are relevant for this and so yeah and maybe that's a, a really good food for thought for anyone listening because we well personally I'm so obsessed with apps and spend a lot of time you know speaking with uh, app entrepreneurs but sometimes it's quite nice to detach yourself from that and as you say read aviation or, or some other subject and so anyone listening could just think about their own life what they're interested in and and start curating. It doesn't necessarily have to be about apps, even though there may be an indie app entrepreneur. I should give them a plug, actually, because I do really enjoy it. It's um, avgeekweekly.com, uh, an aviation newsletter. It's great. <laughs> right, okay. I'll make sure I put uh, links to that in the show notes then. Uh, uh, and the final thing is we can't you know, have someone who's got 33,000 uh, readers of uh, iOS Weekly with, without asking you what's your favorite one or two apps currently uh, on your phone? What what are you using to get through the day and what, what maybe could you recommend perhaps that you feel that we haven't come across before? Uh, I mean, I use a lot of the standard apps. You know, my probably my most used app is, is TweetBot. Um, oh, great. Finally, TweetBot. Someone else has mentioned it. It's uh, That's my favorite app. Uh, yeah, it's just great. And, you know, for, for me, where a lot of my source material comes straight from Twitter, 
what's important to me is a Twitter client that I can rely on to always reliably keep my position in the Twitter timeline because I, I have to fairly religiously read everything that I, I uh, see on Twitter. And so um, that's the app that, that just, it's, it's, uh, it's the one that does it for me. Um, uh, I've also actually recently been um, using the new, uh, I can't even bring myself to say it, the new Outlook for iOS, which of course was uh, a company. Um, they they uh, acquired a company um, and that became the new um, Outlook. So that makes me feel slightly less guilty for, um, <laughs> for loving the new Outlook app. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I have to say that but I was uh, setting up my wife's new machine for work and she's got Outlooks, some version i can't remember which one but it looked pretty awful on the desktop i have to say and i uh, couldn't find a thing but it, maybe the app uh yeah is, is possibly a a little bit easier to use than their desktop. I, I haven't used it on the desktop for years and, and i think it's a very different uh beast from the from the uh, ios app uh because i think the ios app connects natively to g well it does connect natively to gmail and and kind of modern uh services like that but uh, but yeah the apps the apps really good uh, actually just for all those geeks out there i know that there's uh, I, I, there's a real trend towards uh, g- going back to some of the uh, software in the 1990s and i know that windows there is a website that mimicked what it looked like to to build on windows 93 uh, there was a youtube video recently where uh, they had to go back and use the first version of photoshop these guys and yeah, it, yeah it was just uh, <laughs> so maybe a curation of software that was around in the late in the early 90s would be a good idea <laughs> uh, great well i'll make sure that we put uh, links to those so uh, everyone listening just go to the appguide.co and uh, search for episode 273 with uh, dave voa and you will see um the links to those things that we mentioned dave this is very inspirational how best can we reach out and connect with you um probably easiest on twitter uh my username is dave verwa all one word just exactly as you spell my name um and um uh or you can email me at uh, dave at curated.co Great. Well, Dave, thanks very much for joining us on the App Guide podcast. All the best with uh, growing that list to 120,000 and uh, and also with curated.co. I think it's an exceptionally good service and I'm so glad that I've been able to you know, have a chat with you and, uh, and bring that to the attention of, of my audience here. Thanks very much, Paul. Thanks for having me on.